What's up, Creighton fans? This is Matt Dean-Renis, uh kicking off the 2019 podcast season with a fall sports edition with uh, Creighton volleyball players Madeline Cole and repeat guest of what, this is the fourth time maybe, I think? Probably. Every yeah. year, I think, right? Except for the retro year. Megan, Ball- Megan Ballinger, back for one final time. Um, so you guys are fresh off of a... a a productive weekend in the sense, like, it's not just, it wasn't just improvement, but it was tangible results. Mm-hmm. So I guess from, just to start there, from the perspective of, obviously you guys felt good about what you guys did in Lincoln. You felt like you made some strides, but it probably felt better to make strides and get results, mm-hmm. I imagine. Um, so from that perspective, uh, just in terms of getting wins as long, along with getting better, how, how big was this last weekend you guys had in Cedar Falls? I think it was huge. I mean, to be able to get three wins in that tournament period is crazy. I mean, we've played that tournament every year I've been here, and the results have not been that way. So, um, And we've never beaten USC before, so that was something that I definitely wanted to knock off my list of things to do, too, as did our program. But um, it's great. I mean, they're really great, solid teams, and I think it'll look really good on our resume. We talk about that a lot, so it'll look good later in the season, um, NCAA-wise at least. But... Yeah, it was really great, and then to work really hard. I thought we had some good practices leading up, and to get rewarded with wins I thought was really awesome for us. Yeah, I think what Booth really made it a big point about is that our grit. Yeah. Um, I mean, you see us, we were flying after balls that we usually don't. We're just like, eh, you know, we'll try and go next one or something. But we were like, no, these are important plays. Like, every play is important. Like, let's just go out there, give it the whole, like, all of our body, like, everything. And I think – our teammates saw that and everyone and I think we just like started playing for each other like just to get the results we wanted and it turned out we did so it was a good weekend when did when did that when did you guys notice that clicking in terms of kind of laying out giving a little extra to even though it might hurt just to keep just to keep a ball up and see yeah. what happens I, I mean because I I felt like the Nebraska match that was the difference maybe they were kind of flying around a little yeah. bit more I think just seeing how they can do that and then even like you and I I mean no ball hit the yeah. ground and it's just it's frustrating so we're like why can't we do that it's like we're twice as good maybe even better you know than the people that we play at least that you know we always we think that so it's like why not perform it so I think we just as a team just kind of like showed up and we we're like you know let's just do it like we can do it and it's just like everyone kind of can feed off of each other so we just started playing hard <laughs> Do you feel like gritty, not pretty, is something, an identity this team can can adopt? Do you feel like it, it fits the personality of, if not all, most of at least, uh, the players on this roster? Oh, yeah. And I think grittiness, it also, like, brings out the fun. Mm-hmm. It makes volleyball fun. So it's like, why not have fun doing what, you're, what you love? So it's like, when you have fun, you play better. You're just enjoying life. So it's like, I think that is also what helps us a lot, is we have fun. We kind of make sure everyone's, hey, are you good? Like, what can I do to help you to have fun and, like, to just do it for everyone on the court? So I think that was what helped a lot, too. Yeah, and I think that's something that, honestly, recently came about. Yeah. I think, honestly, like, in that Kentucky match, we kind of found the place where I think we play best, which is very – we've talked about it a lot even on the court, just, like, focused, but just really, I don't know, energetic and like having fun focused and fun is what we kept saying to each other Mm -hmm. so that's kind of the level that we try to get to and 
I thought we played a really, really clean match, and we were having fun. We were super focused during that Kentucky match, so that's kind of the standard for us, at least, how to like feel on the court with each other. And I think that was really, really nice to have a complete match, I think, played well um, as a reference point for that. So it's like you guys found yourself in a little bit of a similar position as last year because you had the dogfight with Kentucky out in L.A. last year, and then you played a fresh UNI side and kind of got whipped. Yeah. Um, even though you got them back in Champaign earlier when both of you guys were fresh. So. Yeah. But this year was kind of a similar situation. You, you had a tough one with Kentucky, um, and then you faced a, a, a fresh Northern Iowa side on their home court. Um, what did you notice about the differences um, maybe between those two matches a year apart uh, where you guys were able to grind through because you guys had to go five. I mean, a grind through mm-hmm. a tough one with a fresh team when, when the legs and the arms were probably getting a little heavy and, and, and it was probably getting a little tough physically. Um, I just know after our Kentucky game, we kind of emphasized, like, yeah, soak it in. I can enjoy the moment, but we have another game. Like, let's focus on that just because, as we know, we – lost 3-0 to them last year it's like but we also had a five-set victory over Kentucky so it's like we knew kind of to try and help the younger ones out and the newbies just like hey like yeah that was a huge win for us and like we did a lot but we also have a big match you know this is going to be a packed house but like let's enjoy it you know like have the the kind of like the fun of the crowd like energize you up mm-hmm. and I think after that third and fourth set, we kind of did hit our second wind. Really? So I think that also helped us kind of battle and get the win for you and I. So you guys actually ended up feeling fresher at the end of that. I day. did. I don't, really? I don't know. I don't know. That's yeah. I don't know. I feel like the schedule was a little bit more advantageous this year. We had a couple yeah. more hours extra rest. Okay. If you looked at the schedule, because we played like the earlier night match last year and we played like the later night match. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that makes a big difference. You basically had a, a does, lunch yeah. break last year. Yeah, yeah, we had like a little break, <laughs> eat a little something, but this time we got to chill out a little bit and get a little bit more rest, put our feet up for a little longer. Yeah. I don't know how much that impacts, but. Yeah, it was good. I thought we kind of said, like, all right, 10 minutes to enjoy this Kentucky win. And then we're, like, focused on you and I. Which, I mean, it's a big match either way. You and I is going to win a ton of games Mm -hmm. and it's going to look great on a resume. And it looks great to have a win over them. So I think people are starting to understand that. Maybe people that haven't been around as much. Yeah, that's that's one of the things that's always been kind of a center focus for this, just this program is, like, you guys are very understanding of – the RPI, the resumes, you guys know what games are important, you guys know what games are important from the perspective of if you lose, it kills yeah. you type of deal. Like it. So um, are, are the new players, the newcomers, are they understanding that these are all really important matches for a variety of reasons because you want to be playing your best volleyball, obviously, in November, December, but if you don't get something in the bag in October and in September, it might not matter. On selection yeah. I mean, I think our coaches do a good job of educating us about that. I yeah. mean, before I got here, I I wouldn't think anything of it. I just think a win is a win, a loss is a loss. But yeah. I've kind of started to understand that more. And I mean, we we try to tell them like it's a big win. Like they're these teams are going to win a, a lot of games. It's going to look great on a resume. Or like this team isn't so strong. It's going to look bad for us. Like come later in the season. So I think we try to reinforce that at least the leadership on the team and coaches do too before a match for sure. So. Uh, I, I kind of noticed it in the first set of the Baylor match. I know you guys lost in straight sets, but it, it seemed like that first set was just, from an offensive parity standpoint, kind of like a little bit eye-opening because everybody was hitting high percentages. Everybody was getting multiple balls. 
I don't know if you just felt something all of a sudden click for you in that match where you just felt like confident in a bunch of hitters, but it carried over into this last weekend because I think I think the first two matches there were four players with ten or more kills and then against USC there were five. Did did something click in between that Nebraska and Baylor match where you kind of just felt like you've got a lot of weapons and it's not just a, a pin hitter show type of deal? Yeah, I definitely realized that probably in, in the middle of Nebraska, definitely Baylor game, is that okay. I don't have Taryn and Jaylee to just outlet to. And it's like I really need to start kind of trusting my other hitters and really give, giving them the opportunity to put the ball down. Yeah. Um, I don't. I kind of just felt like I didn't do my job very well as a setter really? to distribute, and so I really focused. You know, I talked to Craig. We did some film. Like you can set them here, you can set them here, and just knowing that I'm a great setter, just having confidence in myself that I can push the ball to these hitters. Mm-hmm. And so I think I definitely established that this weekend to just know that hey, if I get them going, they're going to be confident in themselves. We're going to be confident in each other, and we can really get do some positive things towards the end. So. So I'm a little curious about this, and I, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm going. I'm just. I was looking at your history a little bit and going back, and obviously I didn't. I couldn't look into your high school stuff very much, but I mean, I think going back at least until your senior year of high school, you've had a different kills leader, if you will, every single year of the last five years. So basically, you've had a different top target every year of your yeah. volleyball <laughs> career, essentially. Like, how do you, how do you, how do you handle that challenge of because everybody, I mean, hitters like different balls, different tempos, different height. How do you adjust to having a different target every year that is kind of like your your go-to? I mean, that's, um, that's, that, that can't be easy. I, I'm probably still working on it. Um, I do get a little frustrated just with myself just because I do have to remember all of the different things. Like, right. I know Megan, how she likes her balls. And it's really weird because even, like, mid-set, I'll just feel it. Like, it's going to be low. I'm like, I'm already saying Meg, it's low, like trying that's, to help her. Like, <laughs> that's the other part of it, too, is like not everything yeah. you're going to set is perfect anyway. Yeah, but, so I yeah. definitely try to help them out in the moment because I'm in, I, I'm in control, so it's like I kind of have to help them succeed when I fail, so it's like I yeah. just try and help them out. But I've definitely had to learn just like it's okay, like just take it one person at a time just to get to know them. It helps that I have great relationships with everyone off the court, so it's like that also helps like, hey, I know what you like, like I got this kind of that type of vibe but it's definitely been a challenge for me just throughout the years um luckily I've kind of gotten it my senior year that's good <laughs> perfect timing you know the mental side of it. yeah uh what have you noticed about Madeline as a setter as a as I, I, I know we don't want to like intersect football very much but I mean <laughs> there is like the 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 similarities of being the quarterback of the whole offense and yeah. running the show and deal like that but I mean, obviously, there's been an adjustment for not only for her, but for the hitters around her and trying to get on the same page from a communication standpoint. Um, what's that development, what's that dynamic been like just to, to get on the same page? Because obviously, this is both of your final years. Yeah. Um, I would say, I mean, she talked about our off-court relationships. I think that's big. I think everyone loves Madeline. And she, when she came in, she bonded with the freshmen right away because they yeah. came in at the same time, which I thought was really unique to be kind of an upperclassman and be super close with a lot of our underclassmen. So I think that's kind of helped create a um, kind of a level, like, relationship with everyone. There's really no hierarchy on our team. It's not really, like, crazy. Like, the seniors are going to do this and everyone else is going to follow. It's just kind of open and collaborative, which is really fun. 
Um, but I think she's just done a great job of spreading out the offense and getting to know what people want. Um, being a setter is like the hardest job ever because you just say, oh, sorry, you know I'll get too, you the yeah. ball, you know. Yeah. It's just, it's so hard. you just like, all right, I'll take the blame for every mistake possible on the court. It's pretty much what the setters do. So it got to let up on them sometimes. But, um, no, she's done a great job, I think. And we always tell her, like, dump more and, like, be more confident, like, ball out, you know, like, do your thing and just, like, own it. So, I think we've even seen, like, growth in that. Like, she's throwing balls down that we've been like, Madeline, dump the ball now. And we're like, finally, she has two kills a set. We're like, yes. And, like, you'll see everyone get so jacked for her when she when she does that. And we just we just want her to be her, I think. But it's it's fun to kind of see her break out and, like, be super confident and just, know, trust everyone around her. I'm glad you brought that up because I always wonder what goes through a setter's mind when – because you have to be the facilitator. No one can hit the ball unless you give it to them. So when you – choose the dump it's like a me play right but you got to make sure you get the ball down then it's a we play right so if you don't get the ball down <laughs> yeah how bad how bad does a setter feel when they call their own number and don't get it down I've always wondered that it's yeah that's why I'm probably not like the biggest I don't really dump that often like right. I get yelled at I mean I it's like people yell at me they're like Madeline dump the ball like they yeah, get mad at me and so it's like it is hard but because I just don't like to have – I don't want to – I don't know. Like, you don't want I just, them to get up, get up on you. Yeah. yeah, but I think it helps if I at least get them out of system. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel better if, like, I dump it and they at least free ball it back. I'm like, okay, new play. Like, that's fine. But I do get a little excited when I dump it and score. I mean, <laughs> For sure. Yeah, I just love the love, but I do get nervous. Like, have you ever called is. your number two, twice in a row before? No. No? No. <laughs> Wait for the moment. That's too much. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, Team USA this 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 off season. What was that like for you? I, I I just imagine coming from where you came from, like everything you did last year. I know you talked about how emotional it was when you guys won the Big East tournament, and so I imagine like all those accomplishments you guys had last year were. were I know you guys did them as a team, but they, they probably had to be huge confidence boosters for you individually. What what did Team USA and being part of that group this year? do to enhance that even further it's just mind-blowing um I soaked it in a lot there are times where even Booth was like go talk to people but I just like wanted to sit there and like just breathe in the air like it was just cool like I'm surrounded by all these amazing athletes mm-hmm. who I'm now friends with like we played the USC middle jazz and I'm like hey like we're friends like I can't believe this like the places volleyball takes you is just yeah. insane and even at Creighton, like, I can't believe I've gone to these places. And them, like, Creighton University gave me the opportunity to do this USA thing. I just was so grateful. So it's like I just wanted to take in everything, every moment, all the food. That was my thing. But even just the volleyball, like, I mean, I was in a gym with Jordan Larson. Like, that's yeah. unheard of sometimes. So I think that was just so cool. And I learned so much. Uh, speaking of team um, bonding, you're – very well thought of through the years maybe in a, in a nickname i'm not sure was 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 a joke or not but mama meg how did mama that how did, how did that land how did that stick and how have you just adopted that as a oh. as an endearing how did it land <laughs> i don't know i guess i'm old i came in as a freshman they're like you act like you're a senior i don't know or you're a junior or something and she cares so, about people like that's I mean, the part of it i think yeah, that's okay like, right that's the big thing it's like she'll just say let me cook you dinner. Like, you just need to just be around people who 
love you and care about you to like let me just give you some great food to eat and then we can just chill and talk about it like that's what a mom yeah it's like that's what a mom is like we just thank you and she just cares about us like she tells us all the time like all the things we need to make sure we have so it's just like Meg, I just I need know. someone to talk to. I, I just need this. Like, okay, let me help you. I'll figure it out or look it up. I don't know. Just, that's, I think, is what you get your mom. Meg is. I just try to give advice. It's, and, it's, yeah. and it's without solicitation right yeah. now. Yeah. She just reaches mm-hmm. out to you guys. Oh, yeah. Where did that come from? I don't know. Because how do you learn to be that type of teammate? Because you have to not only, you know, it's there's a lot on your own shoulders to deal with from a school perspective, from a volleyball yeah. perspective, from staying healthy doing yeah exactly working and all that like how do you Um, how do you find it you're getting uncomfortable what we're talking about here but how how do you find how do you find it like to 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 go the extra mile for the team around you and and know that there's a positive effect that it has on the group as a whole um because kirsten told us that you did it without her without any of the coaches asking you to yeah but they she heard story the freshman would tell oh yeah meg did this meg did that and it's like I don't even have to tell her to be a leader. She uh, just is one. Like. Well, certain things. I don't know. Like, I text Allie Van Eckeren every night before I go to sleep because she's, like, my sleep buddy okay. that we have and stuff like that. But, I don't know. I try to be cognizant of, like, everyone being a part of it and, like, the team culture, I think. Yeah. I don't really know if I, like – I guess I watched. I'll, like I, – I don't know. I guess I was quieter when I was, like, a freshman, so I just, like, kind of sit back and take it all in. And I thought our seniors that year did – did really good things like reaching out to younger people on the team and I don't know I love to cook so the food invite is really easy I mean no one's gonna shut you down if you're like nope. come over for a free food meal never, never. Like, not when Meg's so, cooking or like a dinner date I like to do that like, we, we, we went on a taco date like mm-hmm. two weeks ago so I don't know I guess I find love of food is probably bridges the gap a lot yeah, yeah. for certain things and I don't know it's kind of helpful and people just come hang out with us we'll do game nights like I don't know, just fun things I think that aren't focused on volleyball, I think. I mean, we spend a lot of time doing that, obviously. So just being cognizant of, like, that's not what everyone's about all the time. And I don't know, getting to know people off the court, I think, is really important. Yeah. So obviously there's the skill part of it, but there's also the part of it that, um, that you, like, like you guys have talked about, goes into just instilling confidence in the players around you. And because of the way you two have done that, I was curious if – if volleyball is something that you want to be a part of your life in some way as soon as this is over from a coaching perspective at all or I don't know if how long you want to play how long you want to put your bodies on the line to do it but is that something you guys have thought about in terms of when this when this is over if you want your volleyball to still be a part of your life at all um playing wise no absolutely not yeah. I will this is last year for the body <laughs> that's, that's it um I have always wanted to go to do coaching yeah um it, I've changed my mind probably every year like once I think I wanted to start a volleyball club somewhere like very like poor just kind of like kids who can't really afford volleyball sure. just like that kind of thing and then I think I wanted to do it like in Haiti when I did a mission trip there. Like I wanted to bring volleyball there, and now I'm wanting to do Special Olympics volleyball. So it's like I don't know. I definitely do want to do something with volleyball just because I love it. So you feel that calling is in? Oh it? yeah, yeah. Just but I just don't know Yeah, I just don't really know. Yeah, yeah. and I maybe do high school. Mm-hmm. You know, I just want to go back to Texas eventually, just because my family's there. But yeah. who knows? I don't know. Maybe, yeah. Might follow just Meg. Might just be roommates. <laughs> just follow me. <laughs> just follow the cooking. <laughs> <laughs> Try to convince her yeah. to be my roommate. No, no, no. <laughs> Have you thought about it at all? Um, 
Probably not as like a profession. I thought about maybe like coaching club or something, mm-hmm. a little bit more like low key just to be in it. But I'll definitely like watch my sister and I'll be in Omaha probably. So I'll come back here and watch and kind of live through it there. Maybe join some sand leagues. I don't know with <laughs> my old colleagues <laughs> probably. I don't know. I subbed like this summer one time and I was like, this is my future life. <laughs> but so I'll probably do that a little bit, but probably nothing too like serious, honestly. Gotcha. Um, so Kirsten's not within earshot, I don't think, so we're going to jump ahead in the schedule a little <laughs> oh bit. <my. laughs> I wouldn't dare talk about anything but UNO if she was around, but um, I was just want to do word association, what comes into your mind when I say the word Washington. Big fat loss. Yeah. That's what I think about. Um, we just were not ready for that game, and we kind of want it back. So yeah. I think we're all, especially the seniors, returners, we're kind of telling the freshmen, hey, we blew our shot last year. Like, let's not do it again. Um, we kind of shot ourselves in the foot last year, and I mm. think a lot of people know that. I mean, that was not the Creighton team that people know. Yeah. But I think we're definitely showing ourselves, like, hey, we're still someone to talk about and watch out. And I think these this weekend is going to be a big just kind of mental learning, kind of all that for us. So I'm kind of excited but and ready for it to happen and see who steps up and what and what times and stuff, so I think it'll be good. I don't think uh, I've seen a loss um, have more of an effect on everybody from the coaches on down. I think there could because you guys have were together for so long, it always felt like there was always next year to get it back. But last year did feel like the end of a truly great run um, because of where it started, Sweet 16 Elite the first two years, mm-hmm. hosting the second two years. Um, what was that locker room like after Washington? How much did it hurt more than the years past? Did it feel like there was that something came to something special came to an end that night? I think the way it ended was just poor. I mean, I don't think anyone felt like we played well or played like peaked or by any means. Because you just, probably want to go out feeling like you put your best on the floor, right? Yeah, yeah. you definitely want to like a loss like that in the NCAA tournament. You want to like say I gave it all like that was just that's a hard loss to live with but like it was more frustrating loss at least for me because it's like we have so much potential like we could have done so much and we just didn't so I think that was one thing that I took away that it was just like a frustrating loss not really a sad one yeah I agree it just I mean when you don't feel like you play well at all like you didn't play clean you really didn't you know you just like made mistakes that you should have made three months ago and not in the NCAA tournament in the mm-hmm. second round. I think that's just what's disappointing because you put in all the work and then to feel like you took a couple steps backwards is is not a good feeling at all. Was it shocking in the moment at all? Because it seemed like when you tried to, like, go back, because I went back and watched some matches to see if, like, it was trending in that direction at all, but you guys played your butts off against Marquette. Yeah. Um, I thought it seemed like you guys were really sharp against South Dakota the night before. Did, did Was it shocking in a way, the way the Washington match developed and – Obviously, finding yourselves down in a two-hole hole, you're going back in the locker room trying to figure out where, what yeah. the right button to push is at this point because it's, it's kind of desperation mode. But did it, did it feel like it was shocking in the moment to see that the things from a game plan perspective that you guys had implemented that didn't weren't working and Washington was kind of taking control of things? Did it, did, from that perspective, like, you guys didn't really have a grasp on what was going on out there? Yeah. I was probably, like, shocked with how we just really didn't fight. Not really. Um, I mean, I, South Dakota, I don't think we were our cleanest either. Oh, really? Um, I, I mean, so. we definitely got better throughout the match. Um, but, I mean, I think 
honestly, we might have been too focused on Washington, just thinking, hey, we just watched them play St. Mary's. Like, that's the team we're going to be playing next. Yeah. So I don't know if that was a factor, but I definitely think we did. I didn't think we were going to get swept. So I was shocked on that. Like, I just thought, I mean, this is our house. Like, let's fight for it, something. So I think that was the biggest shock for me is just, like, we fought. We kind of fought, but we kind of fought, but yeah. we didn't really, like, it wasn't on the court. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It was just kind of, like, bewildered. I don't know. Like, yeah. Yeah. It almost, feel, it almost felt, like, detached almost at a point in time. Where I'm like, wow, we're really, like, losing this bad. And <laughs> yeah. I'm, like, sitting there, and I'm like, this is crazy. Because like, when didn't... you're losing bad in volleyball, it's hard to swing it, right? Because mm-hmm. the other team gets some mojo going. It's all momentum, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It is, yeah. And, yeah, to feel like you're, like, slowly slipping away, you have no momentum. It's like you just sit there, and you're at home, and your fans are in the stands, and I don't know. It's just disappointing. Like, it's yeah. a very bitter loss in my mind. It, is hosting, because you guys have done it two years in a row now, Did you have you learned something about the emotions that go into it that you feel like are, are counterproductive as opposed to when you guys are on the road and you guys can just kind of use the crowd as your enemy and go after it's it? It's actually so weird because we were just talking about, about this in the whole treatment. Oh, really? Treatment, Literally. Yes. Um, I don't know. I think – you should like hosting. Like, I mean, this yeah. is your court. Like, you've defended it all year. The crowd's here. It's on your side. So, I don't know. I mean, it was just. I don't know. And I feel it felt like last year we almost played better on the road. Mm-hmm. Really? At times. And, I mean, I've had that with teams I've been on. It's like we play great at home or, like, we play really well on the road. And I don't know. For some of it, it's just it's a lot of hype around, like, campus, obviously. It's, like, everyone's super excited. Everything's yeah. going on. Your family's in town. You're worried about boyfriends. You're worried about family. You're worried about all this stuff, like, getting tickets to your game. It's just, I don't know. At some point, it's kind of easier just to pack your bags, go on the road, and sleep in a hotel, and wake yeah. up and do what you normally do yeah. during a game and just be focused on that, I think. so. You'd rather be heckled. Yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know if it's that, yeah, but yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's like, you just kind of do your, like, routine. You definitely have a very structured routine when you're on the road, and your meals are brought to you, and you're expected to be somewhere at whatever time, and mm-hmm. I don't know, from that standpoint, it's, yeah, yeah. it's kind of nice. You just focus solely on one thing. This is, uh, I mean, obviously, cart way before the horse here, but I mean, if you guys do you find yourselves in a position where you're hosting for a third year in a row, what do you feel like are some things you'll prioritize that you feel like are productive to preparing yourself for a weekend like that versus things that you think can can uh, hinder your focus on what's on, on the matches itself I think as seniors we're pro- we would probably focus on getting all this stuff done the beginning of that week so that you can focus on the game you know getting like the tickets like all that stuff or making sure like kind of getting on your your family's nerves like hey I need to get this done because I have a game to focus on yeah, yeah. your family should understand because they know that the game yeah. is happening right. you know and um I think we'll just kind of emphasize like hey these are the things that have happened and it's not going to happen this year like this is a completely different team we're going to do things a little differently we're going to focus more on these things like we're going to take it a little bit seriously more seriously and then just I don't know I mean we'll kind of cross the bridge when we get there yeah, but sure. yeah. yeah I don't know I mean just keeping everything within the team I think just yeah. kind of preaching like we're here like this is our time like we worked for this and I think just keeping it one game at a time like we played South Dakota I think 
Yeah. It's it was a hard balance of like we really want to beat Washington and like you know you see the light at the end of the tunnel but it's like mm-hmm. all right let's just be present I think that'd probably be my thing oh just yeah being in the present yeah. moment like, like taking what it you're all doing. in oh yeah because it's very it's special that it's here and it's it's great I think it is great to host it's it's nice to, like be at home and stuff but I don't know just kind of taking it a moment at a time being present where you are and just putting your best foot forward and oh, whatever yeah. you're doing so let's zoom back in now to the current task at hand this this weekend your own weekend uh, so you have five matches in the books um, I'm curious what, what you guys feel like are some areas of the game that you want to take immediate strides in that you see are, are are things that you can maybe get better at in the short term I, mean, I always think playing the ugly is always something you can do better at yeah just what you guys kind of implemented last week yeah um, I think we can still do better and even making those ugly plays cleaner like there's some balls where we just kind of had like a dumb moment where it hit off somewhere wrong in our body or something it's like I can fix that tomorrow so it's like those kind of things just making it a little bit cleaner mm-hmm. but also I mean there's going to be ugly plays but I think the ugly plays yeah. can be improved so I just think maybe just the little things you know serving obviously yeah all those things. Just, I feel like it's always just consistency, like being consistently good at block setup mm-hmm. or like knowing the scout right off the bat and not making it take two points to implement something we talked about in scout yesterday mm-hmm. or stuff like that. I think we worked a lot on blocking, and I think you saw strides in that. Um, we had issues kind of with offensive efficiency, like making too many errors, and I think we shored some of that up. So mm-hmm. I think just staying consistent on that course that we're on right now is really important. So you go undefeated on the road, you guys get ice cream. What happens if you go undefeated at home? What do you get? Nothing. Nothing. Still get ice cream. <laughs> oh. You just got to remind Booth. I was like, I've never gotten it. Oh. But we'll we'll start doing it now. Yeah. We're getting that's, probably why you're, that's probably why you're better on the road. Yeah. Ice cream at the end of the tunnel. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. I'm arguing for cone flour for you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, I know you guys' schedules are crazy and on top of the volleyball stuff. Um, so I appreciate you taking extra time to sit down and have this chat. Um, it was fun. Yeah. Megan said you'd be a good, uh, <laughs> you'd be a good one to Made talk the recommendation. To. Yeah, she did oh, recommend you, so it, it worked out. Um, but no, I appreciate the time, uh, and good luck this weekend. Thanks. Thank you.